and welcome to the Johnny Taco Show. I am your host, Johnny Tacos, and I'm here just to spread the word of Jesus through the testimonies and the discussions as well as music. And what kind of music can we listen to today? You know what? My buddy Scotty D has a debut track called Brokenness. You know what? It's fresh off the wax, and it's time to attack. It's time to get away knowing that you're broken to knowing that you're complete. And you know how you can get complete? It's through Jesus Christ. Can I get it? Amen. Anyways, you know what? Let's get it going now with Brokenness. Bye. Scotty D on the Johnny Taco Show. That I was broken, that I was hopeless, it was so obvious to me That I had fallen short of who you made me to be and I can't even understand how you would choose someone like me And use me for your glory You shine your light through all my flaws my heart and made it yours It's unbelievable I'm blessed You took my brokenness I know I need you Spirit move and live and breathe new life in me I'm lost without you so come and have your way inside of me and I can't even understand How you would choose someone like me And use me for your glory
took my brokenness, my brokenness. All right, that was Scotty D and Brokenness, which again, you can hear them on Facebook, YouTube, all them streaming services. But you know what? I feel like a break. And who could I give a break to? Then the Bible break with hand barks for God. Here's the five minute Bible break debut. So give it up. A little round of applause. Yo fam, God bless, it's your boy Henbarks for God, here with my first Bible break. So today we'll be going over Matthew 6. I'm going line by line in the New King James Version, so read along if you got your Bible. If not, we'll go verse by verse. So chapter 6 verse 1. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Amen. It's all about our reward from the father. Verse five. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. So keep it simple, y'all. He knows what we need, as verse 8 says. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That's important. And remember, y'all, I forgot to mention, this is Jesus himself talking, so we should listen. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. 
But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father, who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now verse 19 discusses our treasures and where it is, which also aligns with where our heart is. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. Verse 22. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But where your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? You cannot serve God in riches. Verse 24 is really very important. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in mammon, and as some will say, you cannot serve God in money. So we'll save the rest of chapter six for next time. It goes on about how we should not worry. We've got to trust God. Uh, don't worry about clothing, what you will eat and drink, that kind of stuff. Feel free to read on if you want to, but we will talk soon. We'll go over chapter six, the rest of it, as well as maybe move on to chapter seven. But God loves you. God bless you. And we will talk soon, y'all. Take care. And that was Bible Break by... Hidden Barks for God. And you can find him on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all the video streaming because he is a rapper. And the beginning of that was Jesus, my Jesus. So check him out. And you get, you know what time it is? Yes, you do. You know what time it is. It is time for. What's up, guys? Taco Talk here, and I got a group of lovely gentlemen, young gentlemen here. Well, youth at heart, because in the Bible, they used to live up to 800, so I guess we are children. So, But we are children in God. I have uh, Scott Declare. He declares. I have Hen Barks for God, Mr. Henry Barksdale. I have Michael Loftus, the Lofty Loft, as the teachers say, call him. And then we got the we got the Reverend Randy Tyler right there. I know he's not a Reverend, but it sounds like a Reverend title, don't it? <laughs> Reverend Randy Tyler, and you know who I am. I'm Johnny Tacos here. We're we're going to talk about gender and uh, what it says in the Bible and what it's doing to today's youth. And what I like to get is. You know, you know what? Let's let's get some introductions. So each one of you, uh, I'm gonna call out your name. You just say who, you, you know, your name and what you do and uh, your beliefs. You know. All right, hey Scott, we'll start with you since you got that uh, ungawful Michigan uh, sweater on. I'm not even looking. Yeah, I was indoctrinated into it, man. So yeah, I didn't have any choice growing up. Um, yeah, so my name's Scott Declare Jr. 
Uh, I'm a Christian musician, artist. Um, I've been releasing music for the last year. I actually, uh, this is my second year releasing music. And uh, a big part of my story is really just sort of recognizing that there's struggle, recognizing that there's there's pain in the world and, and things don't always make sense, but always shedding light from what the word says. So I think this is a great topic because you know, a lot of people are struggling with their identity and it's okay to say that it's okay to struggle, but at the same time, we always have to check our feelings with what the word of God says. So that's what my music's about. So I love this topic and uh, looking forward to talking with you boys. There we go. Awesome. All right. Hey, Michael, you're next. Yeah, my name is Michael Loftus, and I am a public school teacher. I actually teach at a charter school right now that's publicly funded. Still a public school, but it's chartered, so it acts as its own school district. Uh, I've been a teacher for about three years. Spent one year in Dallas ISD. This is my second year at this charter school system. Um, Prior to that, I was a youth pastor for three years. And uh, prior to that, I did a lot of ministry and like foster care. So really, um, you mentioned our beliefs, mentioning who we are and some of our beliefs. Um, I am a Jesus-following, Bible-believing Christian who believes that there are only two genders, that God created both of those genders. He loves them, and he wants them to be um, comfortable with who he made them to be. Not necessarily comfortable with how they are, but comfortable with who we made them to be. And um, so it's part of my mission in life is to just spread the word that uh, God loves people and he wants to uh, make them whole. Amen. Amen. And then we got little Randy right there. What's that, Randy? Hey, my brother. My name is Randy Tyler. Um, I've been working in the school district for about 23 years. Um started out in the warehouse. I, I actually do all the maintenance at the school. Um, I've been in a Saginaw School District um, for about seven years now. And uh, I am a Christian. I have been saved and set free off drugs and alcohol going on 22 years. Amen. Uh, I'm a singer, musician, uh, I host a event on the last Saturdays of every month called Christian Open Mic. Uh, it is called a, it is called a DFW, the Christian Open Mic. And on that event, I actually bring in kids and students and all kinds of people. And oh my goodness, man, it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm looking forward for the for the podcast today. Amen, Randy. Thank you. And last but not least, Mr. Henry. Hey, so uh, my name is Henry. Also go by Henbarks for God. Uh, that's the name I make Christian hip hop under. Uh, it's Christ focused hip hop, not just Christian hip hop. I think there's some differences. Uh, but man, just a Bible believer, uh, saved and set free for uh, going on two full years now. Uh, before that, I-, I believed in God, but wasn't really on fire, didn't have the Holy Spirit. Now that I do, man, I'm, I'm starting to recognize a lot of the spiritual um, awareness that we need to be aware of. So uh, I've also, I do gig work right now. 
uh, but I've been in customer service and management for years. Uh, so I really got a heart for people and seeing how the people in this generation are confused. I mean, it, it, it hurts my heart, man. So I just hoping to maybe shed some light on some things and uh, get some better understanding out there for folks. And you didn't you have a new song released? What was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, me and I think Scotty D also uh, Oh just yeah, dropped Scotty a new D. Song. I keep forgetting about Scotty D. Yeah, man. Uh, mine is called Jesus, My Jesus, currently streaming on all platforms. So go check it out. And what about you, Scotty D? Uh, mine's called Brokenness. So yeah, you can check that out. And uh, Brokenness was is about the mental health, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a it's inspired by my own story, dealing with shame and guilt and getting past that and uh, just recognizing that God can shine through our brokenness. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And y'all could check each one of them out on any of the major spotting. And, uh, and just to let you know, if you remember that voice from Henry, he is our Bible break, Bible study, the man with the plan. Uh, guy on campus so he, uh, when you listen to him and his five minute bible breaks you get a a lifting of, of freedom because it's straight out of the pages of the, of the bible all right so the title of the of the segment is called what's my gender again from that you know that bleak 182 song what's my name again i mean what's my age again and i <laughs> i thought it was i thought it was kind of uh we're we're, we're at this point uh, where we had to protect our children because you have so many people and I'm not just saying on social media and I'm not saying on, on uh, the news or stuff, but actual teachers coming in and, and just kind of messing up um, their thoughts about gender in uh, the Bible in the Bible, it, you know, in Genesis, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. You know, right there was the total base of what the gender is, a man and female. You know, and if you're not a Christian, even in scientific terminology, a man has well, I'll say it in little kid part, little kid things, since this is a family friendly show. They had the boy parts, and then they had the girl parts, but it goes a lot deeper than that. Um, what do you think? Um, what do you think, Scott, about this whole thing where they're they're just making all different types of of gender because I've seen it and I'll get to Michael here in a little bit about the whole school thing, but the Bible clearly shows and it clearly shows that God said man and woman, there is no man, eh, whatever you are. And then a woman, uh, and, and I'm correct, right? That's in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's definitely clear in the Bible. So, but whether or not you believe in the Bible or not, I think your point that you made about, you know, not just the parts that we have, but the DNA itself, like down to the, the structures of who you are at the cellular level, a male has an X and Y chromosome, a female has an XX chromosome. It is 
in every cell of your body, not just in your, you know, in, in those parts that, that you were uh, referring to. But I think it's really important for us to go back to the beginning in Genesis because it's always been a work of the enemy to try to question the boundaries that God has placed. So you look at Adam and Eve when they're in a the garden, they're just supposed to not eat from one tree. That's the boundaries that God created, and it was for their good. Um, but the enemy came, and he questioned that. He, he you know, posed a question of doubt into that. And so from the beginning, he has always, uh, he meaning the devil, Satan, has always been trying to break the boundaries of what God has set up. And this whole male and female, that was, was created. Those boundaries were set from the beginning of time. And I believe it was really that God was trying to, that it's for our good, that God created those boundaries for our good. And of course, the enemy wants to destroy that. So, um, yeah, I think it's really important to go back to the beginning of how God set up. And the reason I say that is because I think a lot of, I was, I was trying to think, and I, I'm curious what you guys think about this, but I was trying to think, like, why is this? so prevalent just this idea of trying to destroy something that's been around for thousands and thousands of years like from the beginning of time it was always male and female and i think part of it is that we've been taught i i, I there's a good good um of challenging authority and there's times where we do need to challenge structures that are in place that are wrong i mean you think about um racism and uh sexism and all that that's things that we should be challenging because if you go back to the beginning of time there was no racism there was no sexism adam and eve were on equal playing fields and so but it, again it's looking back at what god set up and so i think i'm just curious what you guys think about that but um i think that's why it's important to go back to what god set up as the boundaries from the beginning because then we know what kinds of authoritative institutional structures we should challenge and which ones we should accept. Amen. Hey, Henry, you want to elaborate on that? Yeah. I mean, to, to answer Scotty's question, I, I really think it comes down to pride. Um, obviously a lot of people will say that that was the reason for Satan's fall. Uh, he was so proud of himself. He thought he should be elevated to that level of, of Godhood that, um, that Yahweh is. Um, and so he brought that into the garden. He said, well, I, I can make you like a God and confuse things. And I think pride, just like, like individuals, if I'm so proud of myself for the music that I make, that I'm not recognizing God's role, I'm not rec recognizing that Holy Spirit gave me these lyrics, then I'm confused. So it creates such a confusion in, in, in all walks of life. And not only do you have this um, this tendency for people to be prideful, but to also want to assume control and assume that they have control over things that, quite honestly, we don't and we're not supposed to have control over. Uh, so, yeah, it definitely goes back to uh, the rebelliousness of pride in general. Um, not being able to know what lines we shouldn't cross, uh, say, okay, let me rebel against this authority. Well, let me just rebel against all authority. That's, that's not how it was written. And again, to Scotty's point, it's that way for a reason. 
Um, he called some of these things abominations for a reason. That's a really strong word to use. And when we commit abominations, obviously there are consequences for that sort of thing. And, and part of the spiritual aspect that I think a lot of us need to understand is that uh, some of these things come from worship of other gods. Uh, there were altars and let me put it this way, uh, to, to stay child friendly. Um, a lot of gods are fallen angels and expected their worshipers to do things that were clearly against God's law. And we've kind of continued that through the ages. And that's why it's, it's, it's abomination because it's completely against what God said. Um, not only that, it's, it's unnatural in a lot of ways. If you've got to force your body through chemicals and hormones and, and medicines to be something other than what it is, we've really got to take a closer look at why we're doing that. Cause there's something a little deeper that we need to look at. And, and you're right. And when you say abomination it reminds me of Deuteron Deuteronomy two, two, five, a woman shall not wear a man's garment, nor a man wear put on a woman's cloak for whoever does these things is abomination to the Lord, your God. And you're right. You know, you, if you're taking supplements and you have to go through a horrendous and it butcher your body to, to be a separate gender that that's not supposed to, it, to me, it's like slapping God in the face for the gift that he has given you. Um, but through all that stuff, it, it and and you still got to take these pills until the day you die. You still got to take the supplements. You still got, because your body wants to be a, a male or a female. What God made it. What yeah. God made it. Yeah, what God created, because God knows every strand of hair on your head. He knows who you are. Uh, and I believe that, us, uh, when we were children, we all looked up to the adults because we thought they knew everything, right? Well, okay, to a yeah. point, to a point. To we, a point. we looked up. <laughs> I'm not saying about the parents or something, but you, there was an idols, people that we idolized growing up and, you know, uh, actors or actresses. And we kind of idolized them or wanted to be like them, and we see how they are. Because we didn't know ourselves of what we we were. And that's what I'm thinking this whole issue that it is. It's because it, it's kind of like uh, pushing the children using this kind of uh, gender kind of thing. Because back then, you know, kids just wanted, when we were kids, we just wanted to do what? Play. We wanted to enjoy time, you know, enjoy our times, go do our sports, go ride a bike, go do something like that. Nowadays, when I look at kids, they're more concerned about gender and about sexuality. Do you think uh, this whole gender uh, dilemma or epidemic or whatever you want to call it, is it truly, truly starting to weigh on our children? And who who most to answer that than our own uh, school teacher here? Hey, Michael. Hey, yeah. I mean, the issue I see 
with students when I look at my classroom <clears throat> is that they have no sense of direction morally and they have nothing to anchor themselves to. So the idea of the Bible being a moral authority to them is laughable. Um, and a lot of people, they say, man, this next generation, they are messed up. Oh, they're so confused. Are they? But then when you hear people start bashing Generation Z, these teenagers, or whatever the generation is after them, my, my, my kids that are like two and three, one, two and three, um, I just want to look at them and I just want to say, who are their parents? <laughs> who <laughs> raised these kids? Someone's got to talk to their parents. And so when I hear people criticizing younger generations, um, that doesn't help anything. You know, you, you, it's, you're much better off uh, figuring out how the kids even got this way. So when you start, you start digging, why are these kids so messed up? They don't know what a boy and a girl is. And they think that um, if you believe in traditional marriage, then you are homophobic. Right. Which the word homophobic doesn't even mean the, anything in the context that they mean it. So homophobic means you're afraid of homosexuality or homosexuals. But that's not how they use it. They use it like you're you're hateful toward people <laughs> who have different preferences than you. And it, what it is is propaganda that they've been fed for a long period of time. And their innocence has been stripped from them through social media. And what I'm about to say, like some of y'all may disagree with me. Certainly, some of the people who listen to this podcast would disagree with me. Some of my friends disagree with me. But I'm saying this as a teacher. I'm saying this as someone who has spent significant time on social media, studying the algorithms and how it works. Parents would do very well to do two things right off the bat to protect their kids. It's going to sound extreme. So I'm okay if y'all disagree, but number one, get your kid off the internet. Get them off social media. No smartphone. No screen. You can get them. They've got that phones now that look like smartphones so your kid doesn't have to be embarrassed at school. All right. It's just a regular phone that sends texts and calls. Okay. Get them off the internet and get them out of public schools. Okay. Now, I'm a teacher. I've taught at two different public schools and it's only been like three years, but I'm telling you it's bad. Whatever you think it is, it's 10 times worse. <laughs> um, it, whatever you think it is, it's worse. It's worse than what I think. Cause I continually find new levels of how awful our school system is and um, try to focus what I'm saying so that, you know, so that I stay, I maybe that I stay focused on the topic and other people speak. Um, this generation is indoctrinated through social media. These kids, I do polls. Interestingly, I took I took the Nazi party platform. You can just get the PDF for free online if you Google it. And I took their tenants. It was like, I can't remember how many. I'm just making up a number. It was like something like 40 or 50 tenants of the Nazi party platform. It was stuff like government provided health care, government education, um, uh, just redistribution of wealth, right? Stuff like that that sounds very familiar to, you know, our political context. But I took all of them and I put them in what they call bell ringers, which is like a beginning of class activity for teenagers. And I, I just kind of sprinkled them in throughout the year just to see students' opinions. You know, what would you say if someone said, that, you know, just to see where they were at. Definitely not pushing anything, but it was just like curious. 
And uh, I mean, the vast majority of those kids agreed with the vast majority <laughs> of what the party platform was for the, uh, the Nazis. And uh, not to say these kids are Nazis, but it's that they're ignorant of where these ideas lead. Um, and they've accepted all these ideas. And the fact that all these teenagers, when I say all, I mean more than 95%. Okay, so not all. But when I say all these teenagers have the same responses, when I ask a question, all of them have the same responses, almost word for word. That's not because they came up with those ideas on their own in the privacy of their own house. It's because they're all watching the same stuff on YouTube, TikTok, all right, Snapchat. Um, so right out of the gate, it's got to say the confusion that exists is largely part to largely because of their, how they're influenced on social media these these people with purple hair and you know weird pronouns in New York apartments are influencing your kids and you don't think it's true but it is true you don't even know they exist but they have more of a voice in your kids life than you do it's terrifying but the only way to beat it is to be proactive so i, I could talk more but i feel like i've i talked too much so well you you are correct on that um about what is it about 86% of the children get all their their nourishment their their learning because you know parents just drop a uh you know they'll drop a ipad on their lap say here watch it i don't want to deal with you right now or you know put put your face on here and i had to catch my daughter i had to slowly when she was a kid she would like venture off into the dark parts of youtube and stuff there and i had to tell her this is not the right stuff uh, to, to be watching you need. And then I had to really pull away on it. And when you pull away from what they're so in tune with, it's like, it's a death sentence. It's like, Oh, I can't live anymore. I can't do this. I need, I need it. I need it. It's, it's an addiction. And we, as fathers, we need to be more proactive in our children's lives and show them, Hey, all this stuff that about the gender stuff, this, this is all wrong here. Let me, let me minister to you because we are supposed to be the ministers of our family. We're supposed to say, Hey, you know, this is, this is not right. What you're seeing on the news. This is wrong. This is, this is incorrect on uh TikTok. here. Let me show you, let me guide you. Let me help you because I love you. And I want you to live a fruitful and a, and a, and a happy life uh, that God has given you. And I want to show you that, that men are men and women are women. And, you know, this is this is just a part one of this. I have a doctor next time that's going to come up and actually go into the the uh, general uh, DNA of it, of a man and a woman. But uh, before we get any further on here, I have a sponsor here. The sponsor is Covenant Life Church. Uh, so we're going to go up to that commercial Catch our breaths for a second, and we'll be right back. The eagle has landed. Hey guys, you looking for a church? This is Johnny Tacos, and I like to give you a recommendation. Go to Covenant Life Church in Ellis County, near beautiful downtown Waxahachie. It's four two three North College Street. You go in, get treated as family. The pastors go to you and greet you, 
and a warm embrace if you like hugs. But if you're like me and you don't really like a lot of hugs, they give you a swift high five. Where their motto is, we are the church. And what we are the church means is that you are not just stuck in between four walls. Church is people. Church is community. And church is a way of life. So when you feel down, you feel broken, and you want to go and get your healing on with Jesus, try out Covenant Life. That's 423 North College Street in beautiful Waxahachie, Texas. Tell them Taco Man sent you. You never know. You might see me there. And now back to the Johnny Taco Show. Can I leave now? All right, welcome back. And we are playing that game. What's my gender again? Da, 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 da. All right. We're back uh, with, uh, well, the, the whole gender thing, man, it's been really bugging me. And, and, and I think God has really put it in my heart to put this uh, episode out. And God said, you know, it's not going to just end with one episode. I want you to do a whole, whole lot of it because we're getting to this point where we're losing battles with a 1% of the majority. And it's just, it's just 1% of the people that have this. And I hate to say delusion because I, you got, you know, Jesus said, love the people, hate the sin, right? You got to love the people. I love you. I love you with all my heart. But what you're doing, I can't, I can't agree with it. I can't do it because that is not what's in my heart. That's not what's in the Bible. That's not what, even in scientific terms, that's not nothing. And, and I'm watching it. I'm seeing it so much in TV. You know, they're, they're adding more of this stuff in TV. And it's just becoming even more and more fluid. Uh, you can't go through a TV without having some situation. I actually watched a doctor movie. Uh, I'm not going to say the movie, uh, or not the movie, but the TV show. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get any kind of, uh, uh, what what is that called, copyright or whatever. But the doctor, but they had a a patient who was a trans man. That means a woman who decided to go through the hormone treatments and all that to look like a man. And she had facial hair. Uh, she had a better line, you know, beard line than me. I was kind of jealous for a second, but you know, God said, don't be jealous. I was like, okay, I'm right. (laughs) But but she was with a gay partner and she, I'm going to say she, because that's me, that she got pregnant and the, the doctor went up and asked, asked him, says, you're a gay man, right? And he goes, yeah. But she was a woman, and y'all had relations, and she got pregnant, so you're not gay. Well, I'm still gay because that's a guy. I'm like, and I, and I was like half asleep watching it, and I'm like, this just made my head hurt. 
<laughs> I'm like, I, I'm tired of seeing all this stuff. I, I miss the old days. You know, I hate to say it, but I miss the old uh, married with children days. Um, you know, if you're you're my age, you, you know that show. Um, you know, it might have been a little bit of crude humor, but it, it, it was a lot better than what we're dealing with now. Well, I think you brought up a really good point about at the beginning when you said, you know, we love these people. I think, unfortunately, our culture has turned love into you have to not only accept me as a person, but you have to accept everything that I believe in as your own. And then you love me. And that's that's just not that's not biblical love. I mean, Jesus loves us in spite of our sin, but he does not love our sin. Uh, and that's clear, yeah, clear amen. in the Bible. Amen. So love is not accepting everything that somebody believes in. Love is like caring about someone as a child of God and who God created them to be. And so this whole discussion, if we're going to truly love people, we have to call out what is against God's word for, and what is against God's plan for people. And my question is, when did schools stop giving a crap about actual learning and more focus on identity politics and and critical race and all this stuff they just they, they're more focused on there than arithmetic i went to a restaurant a fast food restaurant i don't want to say the name went through the drive-through the person said it was it was five dollars and thirty cents i gave him a ten dollar bill i said here let me give you 30 30 cents so you can make it so you can give me four uh uh you know four dollars back and he looked at me and thought i was trying to take a dollar away from him <laughs> and, and he went over there to the computer and he was looking at the computer because the computer tells you they even have pictures of the dollar bills of what the dollar bills are on the pictures it, you you are too busy doing your political propaganda and and we as brothers we as brothers in christ we have a single goal in mind is to protect our children from these people from the earth from from the earth you know people of the earth want to come and they want to do satan's ways of kill steal and destroy and you you're seeing it slowly by the the uh, the thought pattern of these kids and 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 it's all starting with school and and since we have two people from school hey Randy you were in the school system for a long time and so you've seen how it changed Man. from from when you started all the way up until you know the modern times now yeah. um, <clears throat> do you feel confident enough into the school system I know Michael's um, uh, array with it say get them out of public school go to go to catholic school but there are some some progressive church schools that are just falling into the same public array and it's just yeah. crazy it is crazy and it's driving me insane and i feel for my children my grandchildren your children our our generations to come because i don't want that if you ever seen that movie uh what was that movie that mike judge did where everybody the guy went to a uh, 
got frozen and woke up like 130 years and and the president was a wrestler and all the all the languages everything was gone uh idiocracy if you watch that movie idiocracy it's a bunch of potty humor and all that but it kind of gives it a prophetic thing of what it's going to happen if we keep going into and making all these sins so tempting to everybody and then all we're going to have is just a whole bunch of uh selfies yep yep what do you think Um, randy well i have been in the school district for about 22 years and i started out inside of the elementary schools and um and I do see a lot of the confusion nowadays in, in the school, right? But I think as soon as we take it back into the Bible, if Satan, if he came into this world and his main purpose is to kill, steal, and to destroy. And so on top of that, he comes as an angel of light. And so I see this in the schools every day. All the kids who's focused on Christ, who has, who has got parents, who's teaching them, who is taking them to church, or the most of those kids is doing pretty good because it's, because I talk to them every day, every day. And so, but I can see the kids who's really confused, who is really on the wrong track. And so, but so it's all the most of the teachers, man, it's really sad because I am a Christian. And so, but so I get to share all about the love of Christ. Um, I talked to a teacher probably been about six months ago and oh my goodness, she was in the same boat as me. She's seen all the confusion every day, all the kids. And so our hands is kind of tied a little bit, but oh my goodness, it's up to us. It's up to us as Christians in the school. God has given me, has given my other brother who is a teacher in the school, a great, a great opportunity. And every day, man, I get to share Jesus. I get to say, to God bless you, brother. To God loves you, man. And, um, and so but all of us is in the school for a reason. Because it's for as a Satan, he wants to he wants to destroy them, man. He wants to see them all up in a bad extra bad place all up in their lives. And so um, and so but every day, every day, every day before I go to school, I always pray. And I say, open up my eyes, Father God. Open up their eyes, Father God. And oh my goodness, man, I'm there to make a difference. 
And and you so could I could so, I add to what Randy said? Yeah, yeah, go or, ahead, Michael. I don't want to interrupt you, Randy, if you were still talking. Uh you know, that's a really great point. When someone is a solid believer and they're able to reach the lost, sorry, my children are screaming in the background. When someone's a solid believer and they feel called to go to the public schools and reach the lost, you have to obey the Holy Spirit on that because it is a dark place, so dark. I would not put my kid there um, as a missionary strategy. Some parents, I, mean, I don't know everyone's kids and everyone's kids are different. I don't know. I mean, I look at like 95% of my kids are like on board with the Nazi party platform and don't even know it. Um, if I said like 95% of the kids who get on this bus are going to get like shot in the head, I'd be like, dude, I'm not going to be like, well, there's that 5%, you know, I wouldn't do that, you know, with my own kid. But if, if I knew that my child was solid and wasn't going to be influenced this way, then that would be a totally different thing. But there are believers listening to this podcast and I think I'm going to have to go after I say this. So if anyone wants to rebuttal me, you're more than happy to, or if you want to build on it. But there are Christians listening to this podcast right now. Oh, one moment, baby. I'm trying to tell people about Jesus, and then I'm going to go help him. Okay. Um, <laughs> but there are Christians listening to this who they've been thinking, maybe I need to run for school board. And I'm saying, stop praying about it. Stop. I mean, you can keep fasting if you want. <laughs> stop praying. Stop fasting. Stop asking for advice. Just do it. I mean, a school board, just go to the school board, make it easier for teachers like Randy and teachers like myself. Okay. Stop the critical race theory. Stop the transgender nonsense. Help kids learn how to do math. Stop praying about it. Just run for school board or help somebody else get on the school board. But believers need to run every school board in the country. Okay. That needs to happen so that we can get more godly influence on the public school campus. People aren't going to become a Christian because you're elected, but you make it easier for people to reach the lost in public schools. So Christians need to take over school boards. Christians need to become teachers. Okay. Or start their own school. That's not like all the other private schools that are also just as woke. And I agree with you that I can't think of an alternative that really works besides homeschooling or a homeschool co-op with my friends for my kids, because it's everywhere I go, my kids are getting this stuff. So um, anyways, I believe God will reach the lost and show people his love if we listen to the Holy Spirit and are obedient. So I want to thank all of you who are on this call. I have to go, but I want your listeners to listen to everything else that's being said and just do what God is telling them to do and stop praying about it. Just do it. And go go be thank obedient you, to your kid. Go be obedient. God love you. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. My son is very demanding in the name of Jesus. Very good. <laughs> have a Amen. blessed one. All right. All right. That was Michael. Uh, he had to go uh, cater to his children. Boy, I don't miss that. I don't, well, I kind of miss it in a way, but not all the crying. You know, I, all my kids are like almost out of high school. So, but I, but it is true. You know, it is true. We need to step up as men of God and we need to be the staple. We need to be the anchor that keeps our children from floating away into this abyss. And, and it, it, it does start with being a dominant figure, a dominant person in their relationship, in their life. And uh, Henry, is there anything you want to add to it? Man. Um, I know you were, you look like you were all, ready. You're ready to add, add some stuff listen, to it. I, I got quite a bit. I'll try to keep it, keep it short and simple. But first of all, I got to say, I thank God I don't have kids because 
I don't I don't know what I would do, man. This, yeah, this generation, there's so much coming at them. Um, you know, you got the allure of <clears throat> drugs and alcohol already. Then you've got this, excuse me, this social media and television and YouTube influence um, that they almost idolize. Uh, you know, the musicians and, and the artists, they're all, you know, trendy and they they follow these fashion trends that have guys wearing skirts and women dressed like dudes. And this is what's influencing them the most. Um, and it, it's difficult because it, it's been years since the Bible has been in school. Uh -huh. um, there's this there's this one gentleman, Jonathan Kahn. He's a um, American Messianic uh, Jew, and he was discussing how kind of this there's been this slow build, and when the Bible was taken out of school, things started creeping back into America that back in the '50s and '60s would have been unheard of until you kind of got into the late '60s, obviously. Um, with you know sexual rebellion, sexual immorality, um, you know the whole transgender thing, and and yeah, to your point, Scotty, we love everyone, but it's Christians have been framed as those who are intolerant, and that we hate people because of their sin, when actually that's the opposite. We love people. But yes, we do want to bring them into the love of Christ so that they can find their identity in him instead of finding it in social media, in influencers, in, you know, what the movie stars are doing, what these rappers and, and you know, pop stars are doing, because they are so lost already because of what's been going on generation after generation. And it, it's got us to a tipping point almost. If, if we're not already past it, to be quite honest. And you have a situation where a man who now decides to be a woman can compete in sports as a woman with other women. <laughs> that just doesn't seem natural or fair or safe in a lot of instances. And, and so we've really got to figure out how to affect the large society instead of letting the large society affect us because uh -huh. yes there are a lot of places and times where and i won't call it the woke agenda because i believe in respecting everyone and i believe in honesty and transparency which some of the woke agenda might have a sprinkling of that in it but at the same time we're allowing the woke agenda to tell Christians and tell churches that we've got to be pro-abortion when that's not what the word of God says. So we've got to stick to our beliefs. We've got to stick to what the Bible says, what God said, what the Holy Spirit is telling us, how the whole, how Holy Spirit is leading us. We've got to stick to it. We, we can't let other things lead us let other things tell us how to be. We have got to be the light in the darkness. And and I'll I'll, I'll try to stop there. No, no, no. You, you're on fire, man. You're on fire. That is so true. And we live in this world where 
people are just cherry picking sins and say, well, this sin is not that bad. Let's uh, just let's just put it let's just put it over there. We can accept that. We can accept that. Uh, there's a story. I'll tell you a story about a church here in in my town. Uh, I'm not going to say the church out of respect, but uh, they were starting to allow homosexual marriages in there. And by God's decree, you know, you never, you shall not lay with a man as you do with a woman. It'd be an abomination. And that is one of the, uh, one of the foundations of the church, right? That's one of the things that you do not do. You don't go over there and, and do gay marriages. But what had happened is when the, the people that were backing them up, the churches that were backing them up, the ministries that were, they pulled out and the church collapsed. It's, 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 it's when you start cherry picking a sin, you know, well, you know, it's not, it's not like he murdered the person. It's not like he, he stole that person's wealth. It's not like he cheated on that person. No, all sin is the same to God's eyes. No sin is greater. No sin is smaller. There, there's sin. That's all it is. It's sin, and we're all sinners. We're all a part of this because we were born into sin. We become, you know, reborn, and we're trying to break free. And and you know what? I am so thankful for Jesus dying on that cross breaking upon, tearing that veil so I can go to the kingdom that I know that I can be saved. The person that is sinning right now, the person that's going through that confusion, that gender confusion, still can be saved because it's not too late. They're still alive. All they can do is just repent and say, Lord, I am so sorry for what I've done. Let me go follow into your footsteps of what you want to do. Because there are people that did the transgender things they repented but there was too late for their body but their soul was still intact yeah and i'm sorry yeah. i'm just getting all i'm getting all worked up because i've seen no, it it's... i've seen it i've seen children getting laid uh you know get a, get astray led astray because of uh they look up to someone like like you said guys are wearing dresses performing and stuff i know who you're talking about uh, more than one of them, but yeah, yeah, there's more than one, but you know, there's one that's dominant that just pops in my head and, and he likes watermelon and sugar for some reason. And, uh, it's, 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 it's just people, uh, kids are looking, they're, they're looking for someone to idolize. They're looking for someone to, to, to go, well, Hey, I want to be like him. Or he looks so happy, or she looks so happy doing what she's doing. I want to be like that. And then they see that, and then they go, well, I can make my weirdness go upon them. So they'll all be the way they want to be like me. But then you start seeing, it's like a virus. If you notice that whole gender thing started going around, you started seeing other celebrities coming out and saying, oh, well, I'm this, and then... And then, oh, no, I'm not that, really. I looked into it, now I'm this. And and then I've also heard that they have litter boxes in school for people that think they're animals. 
What is the world coming to? I'm sorry, but I don't like to go into the same bathroom with people. And I know I got like a, uh, a little, uh, boundary, uh, let alone use a, a kitty litter box in, in a school with the teacher and, 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 and your friends and, and the bully that keeps staring at you. I get, yeah, I get that, that kid fright. needs to be homeschooled. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I have goes, not seen the kitter litter box. Yeah, I've not seen it myself. I've not seen the kitter litter box. Wait until more people from California start coming down. <laughs> wow! And I love Californians. Uh, don't get me wrong. There, there's some great Californians out there, but uh, ever since the Californians started coming into my city, the Californians, we there there is a litter box at my. My son's high school. Wow. High school? Yep, high school. Uh, I, I think it, it goes back to uh, somebody was saying how, you know, the Bible was taken out of schools. God was taken out of schools. Um, and that that's the danger of trying to take God out of the authority because if, and the creator and the authority went in, trying to remove him from the world i think is a big reason for this and to me it's sad because the the people who are confused and trying to to identify themselves one way or the other they are doing that because they either don't think god cares or they don't think god's real and and that to me is the saddest part and that's what for me, that would be my, my biggest message to people who are struggling is God created you and designed you a very specific way because he loves you. And, and you have a purpose in how you were created. And I think that would fix a lot of these, this, gen, this gender identity issues and all the other identity type issues is knowing that there is a God who is perfect in all things and perfect in love and loves each and every person the way he created them, then we would, we would be much better off being able to just accept what we've been given, how we've been created and all of that. You know, you know, I would, I would love to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and have all the big muscles and all that. But, you know, I have the table muscle, you know, I'm, I'm really happy who I am. Uh, it took me a little while, you know, growing up as a kid, I, I'd always hated the way my, my body was shaped. And, but then I realized, you know what? I never got kidnapped. You know, nobody kidnaps the big, the big, uh, lanky guys, you know, I'm thankful for that. But uh, during my time, my struggles before I gave my life to Christ, um, I've felt the confusion. You know, people feel so lost and confused because they're not giving their life to God and asking God, hey, can you be my true north? Can you show me the way? And, and I lived through that. And my whole life was alcohol and women and, and just just you myself just focused on myself my selfishness but then when god gave me that wake-up call and i believe the children need that wake-up call they need it now 
they need they need to see that this was just a weird phasey dream and what god has given you is a gift and and the gift is to go out there and flourish and and be a part of the of you know togetherness in the body of christ um but i live yeah go ahead i'm sorry real quick i was also going to say because a lot similar to you johnny well a lot of alcohol um i smoked marijuana for 25 plus years Uh uh-huh when i was reborn with the holy spirit i no longer had the desire to i have heard firsthand accounts from people who are in six in homosexuality even a young lady who had transgender herself not fully thank god but who when they were reborn with the holy spirit proof that holy spirit can bring you back that you can be redeemed forgiven of sins because i think there are a lot of people out there who will say well god made me this way no he didn't there was confusion at some point there was uh, a word curse spoken over you at some point but the almighty god who we serve who created us each and every one of us did not make you that way. And he will bring you back into his bosom under his wings and make you who you were meant to be. And sometimes it takes, it takes uh what it took me 35 years to get slapped. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it, you are so right, Henry. You're, you're so right. Um, when you when you open up and when you when you ha- let him guide the way yeah. the the whatever you were sinning with whatever you were that it starts tasting nasty it start it, it, you want to throw it up you want to spit the venom out uh you know i've also met a couple of uh uh they they wanted to trans into a to a guy but they were fed so much testosterone that, you know, it started messing with their moods. It started messing. And, and, and that should be a flag for itself. Women cannot handle that amount of testosterone because it, it, it changes a person's mental capacity. Even uh, with the estrogen, too much estrogen in a man. It changes it up because it's not what it's supposed to be. And we could get into the whole uh, changing trans, doing athletics and all that. We can go into that, which will be in part two with the doctor, you know. And and I encourage y'all to join that conversation too. I think we're going to do it next week. Um, I encourage y'all to come up, maybe listen, learn a little bit more from the doctor, which he is a teaching pastor at Covenant Life Church as well as being a medical doctor. So he knows the spiritual healing and he knows the medical healing. So put that together. We're going to, we're going to set some people straight. We're going to, we're going to let some people's eyes get a little more clearer. We're going to move away this little fog and mystery that, that, um, that's been harassing us since what, 2018, maybe when it all started really festering. Um, so, but I want to thank y'all. We're getting close to the end of this part of the show. 
I want to thank Scott. I want to thank Henry. I want to thank Randy. I want to thank Michael that had to leave and take care of his kids. God bless you. I, I am so glad I'm I'm out of the little babies, the baby part of 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 the whole father. Um, but you know what? I want to I want to set us out with a prayer, and I, and who should I ask? But Mr. Velvety Voice himself, Henry, can you give us out in a, in a word of prayer? Be happy to be blessed. Father God, I thank you for this day, for these men of God. I thank you for Holy Spirit speaking through us and to us, allowing us to see truth through the darkness, through the lies. Father God, I pray that everyone listening will have a moment with your Holy Spirit, allow him to come speak with them, minister to them, and give them true understanding that only Yahweh can bring. Father God, thank you once again. We pray for each and every one listening that they will receive your blessings and your love. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. I want to thank everybody for uh, being on the show today. I think we got a little bit closer to um, letting people know that this gender epidemic that that's going around is just nothing but a, a fad, a fade. It'll fade away because God said there's man and woman, man and woman. There is no non-binary. There's nothing there. It's man and woman. And that will be until the end of time or till Jesus comes back and picks us up, which I wish he would right now because it's about time. It's about time. Yeah. And, uh, so what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to take a little break and I'll be back with the rest of the show. But we're going to listen to Tribe and King and his uh, song from um, from his new album. It's called Free Falling, and if you think you heard Free Falling before, it's a Tom Petty original, but he does it through a folk kind of feel to it. So here's Free Falling. God bless you, and I'll see you in a few minutes. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus, America too, she's a Shadows and all the good 
That's the end of the show. I want to thank everybody for showing up. My guests, uh, Randy Tyler, Michael Loftus, Scotty D, and Hen Barks for God for giving me a lot of insight about what my gender is. And it's always great to hear new music. Uh, if you like to hear it, that was Scotty D's Brokenness. And that was a cover of Free Falling from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, from my friend Ben and his band, Tribe and King. So, again, if you would like to listen to any of them at any time, they are on all major streaming labels, such as Spotify, Apple, uh, Pandora, all that good stuff. So, Check them out. Check out the rest of their songs. They're really powerful. God's done a lot in their life. They've been through a lot of issues, but came out strong. I want to thank uh, everybody for listening. Without you, I, this dream would never happen. And God has given me the chance to let you all know about all the great testimonies that are coming through my origin stories and my Taco Tuesday testimony. But you know what? I have another good friend. He has a band called From Glory to Glory. My own personal friend, coffee man, Jonathan Douglas, and his song, Hallelujah, that's going to take us out for tonight. God bless you. God keep you. Don't have yourself a good day. No good, sir. And good, ma'am. Have yourself a great day. See you next time.
creation sings Holy, holy is He